Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Joseph's reunification with his brothers after they had betrayed him. It's a long passage. 
it uh, has within it a dialogue within a dialogue, which makes it hard to parse out, but uh, hopefully you can follow. The other uh, passage is from Psalms. So this is Genesis 45, 1 through 15. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him, and he cried out, send everyone away from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it and the household of the Pharaoh heard it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry up and go to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And now your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt and all that you have seen. Hurry and bring my father down here. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, while Benjamin wept upon his neck. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. This is Psalm 133. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. 
It is like the precious oil on the head, running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord ordained the blessing, life forevermore. Amen. It is wonderful, good to take in when all the kindred are together in unity. And, uh, and it's really challenging when they're not, you know? Okay, I didn't mean to bring up Thanksgiving dinner, but you know, you think about some moments where maybe everything isn't so great, you know, when everyone's together. So that's why I do think that song is so, and that psalm is so great, is to remember when it is happening. Take a moment, look and wonder and give thanks for when we are all together in unity. But I wonder, have you ever had somebody do you wrong? Do you remember that B.J. Thomas song from the 70s? Hey, won't you play another somebody done somebody wrong song? Does anybody remember that one? It was a song about not wanting to cry alone, to be in the company of others who get it. Sometimes you just don't want to be cheered up. You need a moment. Well, the biblical story of Joseph fills a lot 
of the book of Genesis. And you're just going to have to dig into it yourself because I really just want to focus a little bit on something. His brothers do Joseph wrong, and he is put in a long time out. And I kind of wonder if he sang some version of this 70s ballad. What we heard in the story read today is that Joseph says to his brothers, come closer. I am your brother. You know, they had been apart for so long, they didn't necessarily recognize each other. Come closer. Come closer and see, I am your brother, the one you sold. Don't worry. Don't be angry at yourselves for selling me into slavery. You see, it wasn't you who sent me here. God has put me here to save people from starving. Hmm. On his journey toward forgiveness, Joseph discovered his divine purpose, a gift he had been given, which he knew about, and that's the interpretation of dreams, was being used for good. This informed his perspective on how to relate to his brothers. Now, there's no question what his brothers did was wrong. And the layers of injustice in the Joseph story abound. And one commentary says, and I quote, in Joseph's story, the Israelites and the Egyptians are not yet pitted against one another. There will be enough food for all because of his stewardship. And indeed, the later oppressive relationship between the Egyptians and the Israelites will develop because the ascension of a Pharaoh who does not remember Joseph, who does not know anything about him or what he did for both of their peoples. You can read about that in Exodus, end quote. But for today, our stop at Joseph's story will be at his words, you see, it wasn't you who sent me here. God has put me here. And then I think there should be this warning. Danger, danger, slippery slope into bad theology ahead. <laughs> I just kind of imagine it had there been a, a chaplain just there, you know, when he got, Joseph got picked up into slavery and just thought, you know, I... It's going to be all right. You know, God has a plan for you. Huh. Makes, made me think of the five things not to say to someone where they're going through a difficult time. Okay, I'll share them with you. <laughs> One, it will be okay. Two, I know how you feel. Three, I have a friend, aunt, coworker who went through this for time heals all wounds. And finally, everything happens for a reason. Now, Kate Bowler's book and podcast titled Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved played an essential role in my life some years back. And in the preface to her book, Dr. Bowler writes about just after being diagnosed with stage four cancer. Her words, the world of certainty had ended 
and so many people seem to know why. Most of their explanations were reassurances that even this is a secret plan to improve me. God has a better plan. Quote, this is a test and it will make you stronger. Well, sometimes these explanations were peppered with scriptures, like, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, Romans 8.28. Except that the author, Paul, worshiped God with every breath until his body was dumped in an unmarked grave. But I knew what they were saying. And in her appendix, in the, not her appendix, in the appendix of the book, <laughs> titled, Absolutely Never Say This to People Experiencing Te Terrible Times, a short list. I'll share with you four and five. Four, God needed an angel. This one takes the cake because A, it makes God look sadistic, sadistic and needy, and B, angels are, according to Christian tradition, created from scratch not dead people looking for a cameo in Ghost. You see how confusing it is when you just pretend that the deceased returned to help you find your car keys or make pottery? Number five, everything happens for a reason. The only thing worse than saying this is pretending that you know the reason. I've had hundreds of people tell me the reason for my cancer, because of my sin, because of my unfaithfulness, because God is fair, because God is unfair, because of my aversion to Brussels sprouts. I mean, no one is short of reasons. So if people tell you this, make sure you are there when they go through the cruelest moments of their lives and start offering your own. When someone is drowning, the only thing worse than failing to throw them a life preserver is handing them a reason. So, what are you supposed to say? <laughs> what is helpful? You know, each of us has a story. And as seekers, we long for the divine presence to be known to us. As Christians, we may pray for Christ's peace, not the peace that the world gives, but only the peace that you can get from Christ, the peace that remains in you forever, irrespective of your situation. It quenches every trouble even before they come. That peace that surpasses all human understanding, that is a peace we are longing for even if we were never quite able to name it. This is the peace we seek. And on the long personal journey of forgiveness, which is unique for each of us, it is our journey, it is not our destination, rarely is it one and done, but an ongoing practice, there can be transformation of the harm. Our pain level changes. And it can lead us to interpret the past with a new lens, like Joseph does. He is the interpreter of dreams. He is trying and seeking and finding a way to interpret his past.
It doesn't do any good if you just say something because you think it's just what you should say. But it can do good to acknowledge that sometimes because we just don't see God working doesn't mean God isn't working. God is love. And just because it doesn't seem like you can see love at work right now doesn't mean that love isn't working. It just hurts sometimes. There is injustice. There are really bad things that happen. Yet God. Yet God. Can you say that with me? Yet God. Yet God. Yet God is with us, working it out, holding us through it on our journey. Amen.
You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Sure.